Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Welcome, everybody. Please take note of the housekeeping details. We will drop them as you come into the chat sporadically throughout the show. Uh, let's be respectful to everybody that's coming in the room. This is going to be a blast. I have one of the funniest men in the world in the room with me. I follow this guy constantly because everything he puts out makes me laugh. And obviously, I'm a bit of a joker myself. Will Aiken, welcome, my friend. Mate, so good to be back. I love this team. I love these webinars. And I've, I've put a tweet out about this. I think you're probably the number one host for <laughs> B2B webinars ever. So thank you. Hey, man. I'm nice to Don't give me too much heat later. I feel the love. I feel the love. Let us know where you're tuning in from in the chat. Shout out to Rod Dow. What's going on, man? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Beaverton, Oregon. I think Montreal was first this time. Shout out to our Canadians. Always showing the Canadian love. Uh, we got a bunch Sweet. of great stuff to cover today, so let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody, to Sell Better, the only daily show where we bring you daily sales advice to help you sell better. This man needs no introduction, but he's going to get one anyway. If you follow him on TikTok, you know the stuff that this guy puts out is hysterical. I die laughing every time I see something come up. Set up your alerts. Make sure you follow him. Will Aiken is here from Lavender. Lavender, great organization. Go ahead and scan this QR code to learn more about The Daily Show. We are live every single day bringing you great content. Let us know what your role is. That's what I want to know right now. I'm going to launch this question here so that you guys can fill this out. No surprises. AEs off to a great lead. SDRs on a close second right now. I'm loving it. Explore us on YouTube. This is our free YouTube channel. You can go subscribe to us and get all the content that we put out right there. We're putting these links in the chat so that you can go get them. I want to give a big shout out to Vidyard. I've been a Vidyard user since 2015. It never lets me down. And we are pleased to bring Owler into the mix. Owler Max, quit preparing all of your messaging manually and get the sales ready messaging that Owler Max will give you. Uh, after it tells you exactly who your next customer is with real-time data. That is the value here. Integrate this into all of your technologies that are existing in your tech stack. Only the finest tools can be found right here at Sell Better. Welcome to the family, Owler. Go get this, y'all. You need that in your life. Everybody needs a reason to reach out to somebody. Go get it now. All right. Let's make this happen right here. Tell you what you're going to get today. You're going to get creative engagement strategies from one of the most creative minds in the business today, techniques to deliver this relevant sales content through various channels. We're going to talk about several, and then Will is going to give you some real life examples of ways that he's broken into new accounts using great humor and strategy. Let's look at some of the results. Bam. BDR and AE, shout out to you. Look at, hey, we got some funny managers. You are a rare breed. You are a rare <laughs> breed. Most managers, not very funny, my experience. So shout out to you for coming to learn about how to be a humorous seller if you are in the leadership role. Will, for all of the people that are at various stages in their sales career, tell us how you got hooked on humor and what was it that struck your funny bone and you were like, this is a strategy for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good question, mate. So um, I've always been the uh, the joker of the group of my friends, um, but like many salespeople, I kind of felt, felt like I had to show up as this kind of like pretty buttoned up seller. I was kind of pretending to be this professional what do you call it? When I started creating content on LinkedIn, working as an account executive at Proposify, I saw the content was resonating with that business audience and I thought, heck, why don't I just lean into this in all parts of sales, not just my personal brand? So then I just stopped pretending to be like I knew everything and started showing up and, and cracking jokes and uh, seeing some good results for it. So looking forward to sharing some of the ways that I did that. Well, I, I think we 
I think we are afraid to be funny at first sometimes, especially if you're just starting at a new role. Um, mm. You know, put a one in the chat if every time you start at a new company, you kind of feel like you're a little apprehensive about your humor being out there for everyone to see, right? I, I tend to late, wait a minute and kind of feel out the room a mm. little. But you said that some great ways to test the waters of your humor is to use your Slack channel. I know that you work with Jen Allen. She's a humorous fellow as well. We, we've had her on the show before. Uh, but you guys share a lot internally to get feedback from people. And this is like a loop that you kind of, hey, do you think this is funny? Mm. And after a while, it becomes second nature. Break this process down. How long does it take to get there? Yeah. So, so okay. So I, I make a lot of content anyway, right? So you kind of develop this intuition when you do anything enough times, if so, it's going to be good or if it's going to not work, right? So that's probably the the, the, the thing that, that, that works. But sometimes I'll have something that I'm not sure about. And generally, that's a pretty good indicator that I shouldn't probably post it or send it or do it. But I like to gut check the team, and that's normally a good kind of read. Uh, if you have funny people in your life, on your team, or uh, even in your in your in your household or friends, share them. Then gut check's always worthwhile because when you're feeling un uncomfortable about something, um, that can be either a imposter situation or it can just be that maybe it's something you shouldn't do because there is a line, uh, especially being in business and using humor and creativity. Uh, it's further than what most of us assume it is. So, yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, know the line. You got. <laughs> it does take time to find where that line is. You talked about the first five minutes when you post something new. How crucial is that first five minutes for you testing the waters and knowing how something is going to perform, finding those trends? Mm. So yeah, more more related to when I post content on LinkedIn. Uh, just by doing it so often, you know, post it pretty much every day for two years now. I'll know in the first 10 minutes based on how many likes, if we get a comment, if someone says lol, if someone shares it, if that post hit or did or missed. Um, so you do get a good read. It's kind of like a golfer. You know, when they're mid swing, they can probably tell you if they're going to, you know, hit it where they want it to go. Uh, it's a bit late by that point, but you do get that intuition. Um, the, 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 the crucial part is just doing it before you start swinging, right? Yeah. So um, a, a lot of the time now, I live my life just walking through. Uh, looking for funny things that I can make into a sales joke. That's just how I, I operate now. So at this point, I don't really have to gut check, check too much. But when I do, Jen Allen's probably one of the first people I send it to. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a good sense of, of what would get a laugh out of there. And I think to some extent, you run this risk of like, if I send this, is it going to piss some people off? Mm. If there's a chance, maybe that's going to perform well. But if there's a chance, maybe that's not a good idea. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that line. Before we do, I want to give some easy ways that people can get a laugh. And you and I, and even Morgan J, we've all talked about these, but talk about mm. some of the ways that you've leveraged these at different companies to get the attention that you want. And I've got a good story real quick that I'll tell. Yeah. So, I mean, really being funny isn't something you can just like pick up. I, the way I would recommend it is watching comedians and that kind of thing. However, you don't actually have to be like a naturally funny class clown joker, the funniest person in your friends group. To be funny, you can actually start using just visuals. And a great way to do that is GIFs. There is so much meme and GIF culture out there that you can use that to add into your emails, whether it's a prospect email, following up email. And it can actually add a lot of tone to the email that's missing. Because a lot of time in written communication, we get the wrong idea. You ever had a message from your boss that says, can we talk? And you go into full panic mode and you're like, oh, it's over. Better get get it, polish that resume up. Today's going to be oh, your last one to ask you about Salesforce because you didn't update it again. And you're not fired. It's just a little chat. If they sent a GIF with that, then it would add to the tone that it's not a serious chat. You know what I mean? 
So, so doing so in your prospecting can one help with the time, but two, just not something that many people do. Um, so yeah, that yeah. So so gifts is one. Memes is another one. So regardless of what industry you sell to, I promise you that the people that you're trying to sell to, they like to laugh. All right, they are still human beings, even a CFO. I promise. They still go home. They have barbecues with their friends where they make fun of each other, and they go and watch sitcoms, and they've probably chuckled at a couple of memes in the past. So what you can do is either go on to, I don't know, um, you know, Instagram, find a meme page for like a CFO humor. There's probably one out there and you can reshare those. And that can take place of you sharing a white paper uh, in your sequences. You know, when the content deposit, instead of trying to educate them, maybe switch one of those steps out for a meme. And then you're giving yourself a better chance of planning, essentially. So that's one. We talk about custom memes as well, but I, I know you said you had a story. Yeah. So the one that I wanted to tell was the uh, GIF story. So I would find the people that viewed my profile and you get that email from LinkedIn that says, you know, this person viewed your profile, see all. I click see all. And if I'm already connected to that person or if I'm not connected to them, I'll send them the connection request. And then when they accept, I'll send that deer peeking out from behind the, or the, the antelope peeking out from behind the tree, right? And <laughs> kind of like peeks out. You know, that, that one always got a great laugh and I feel like that's a very disarming. And you said that everybody should start with a joke at the beginning of their presentations. Why do you think they should do this? And then we're going to give you guys Will's go-to joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, um, a lot of the time in sales, uh, there are these moments of tension, uh, and the tension is generally because you're a seller and they're a buyer and the unspoken word in the room is that you're trying to close them and try and get a deal out of them or, you know, try and get them to do something, but you're not saying out loud. Um, not saying you should, but really good way of diffusing any tension in life I've found is to make a joke. Uh, so whenever this thing's awkward, if you can make people laugh, that often gets rid of that awkwardness. So when you jump on a demo or a negotiation call or someone's ghosted you, that's a great place to sprinkle in some humor just to remove the, uh, the, the, the unspoken kind of elephant in the room. So I used to tell a joke at the start every single one of my demo presentations. So as I mentioned before, I used to sell at a company called Proposify. Yep. And the status quo, Proposify is a proposal software. The status quo for a lot of our buyers was sending out PDFs. So the joke at the start of the presentation would go a little bit like this. Everyone, thanks so much for joining. I do a little agenda setting, bonding a report. And then once everyone's there, I'm like, thanks for joining everyone. Just before we jump into the demo, I want to set the scene a little bit. In 1993, three big things happened. Number one, Aladdin came out by Disney. Number two, the PDF was invented. And number three, I was conceived. <laughs> Almost 30 years later, Aladdin's been remade into a very average live action movie. My parents, uh, I'm, I'm almost 30 years old and uh, my parents are disappointed in me because I'm a salesperson. And then I go to the third one, which is the PDF hasn't changed. What's up with that? And that would sometimes just get them laughing because I'm making fun of myself as a seller. And I, I'm not, it's not really unsafe in that way, but obviously I would make sure that I felt like I had the audience. I would say I probably thought on 80% and almost every time. <laughs> All right. So and then that, then bang, we're in this conversation, the people who weren't being quiet are now open to asking a question because that, that, that tension's gone. So first of all, I want to commend you on the self-deprecation. Uh, you had mentioned to me that Bilal, our good friend, Mr. Mm -hmm. Death to Fluff himself actually does worry about you because your self-deprecation <laughs> goes so far. And for those of you that were concerned, the low-hanging fruit here is that the joke that he begins with is not that ridiculous shirt that he's got on. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> Savage, James. Uh, this was a gift. Um, so, that really hurt. Uh, uh, well, um, you know. The easiest, the safest thing to make fun of in the planet is yourself. All right. 
if you're ever worried about making a joke about anything, you're like, oh, they don't find this funny. Just make fun of you, right? And then it's like, don't take yourself too seriously. No one likes someone who can't uh, poke fun of themselves in their stupid choice of clothing. Well, I think what's interesting is that your third point, the punchline of the joke acts as the segue into the relevant content. And I feel like, again, humor being very disarming kind of pulls people down a little bit. So there's a thought, and I, I want to know from the audience here, do you, you, one in the chat, if you think you're a creative person, two in the chat, if you struggle with creativity, it's all right. Uh, you know, Chris, Kirsten, thank you very much. A two in the chat. Lots of people think that you have to be a creative individual in order to be a humorous person in sales. And we have some other vehicles that you might consider. So break some of these vehicles down that people might consider during their adventures in humor. Mm. Yeah. So by the way, I'm not actually like a creative myself. Just, I know that's kind of breaks down the idea of having me as the host on this, but I just watch a lot of stuff. You know, I'm always consuming, always getting inspiration from everywhere. Right. So sometimes it's just a case of, you know, consuming more funny stuff. And then you can actually sometimes reuse those jokes in your own world with a little tweak to them to make them fit. Um, so when we talk about educating your prospects, if you went on the lavender, uh, LinkedIn page right now, what you'd see is probably some of the best performing posts on there are memes, but so you might think, oh, that's cheap, you know? Well, that doesn't count what you do it. You know, that's just, that's not valuable. But in a way, when I make a meme about something that people, a mistake that people are making their emails or a uh, relatable thing that happens to them. For example, when you spend 20 minutes personalizing the amazing email and you send it off and then you get the thing, address not found. If I can make a meme about that, then I can highlight a problem that Lavender does actually solve, which is validating emails before you hit the send button. So. It, it, it's it's using humor to get them in the right frame of mind to accept that maybe they're ready for some change um, and it's relevant to, to the world of emails. Um, team up for this next one, James. Yeah, so I, th I think, again, humor very, very disarming, but people feel like they're not creative enough. These are great ways that you can add humor to your process. Uh, you talked about niche influencers or niche influencers that are relevant to their space. And that, that brings me back to this niche creators that we might find that are relevant to them. It's easy for us to be the influencer in that situation. But if we send somebody mm. they recognize, the guard goes down, the drawbridge comes down, and we're able to actually cross the chasm and start talking to them like human beings. So, you know, mm. you mentioned that as a vehicle that we could use if you're not feeling all that creative today. <laughs> yeah. So an example of that, if you're selling to salespeople, you could actually send them a Will Aiken on Corporate Pro video, right? You don't have to be the, you can just be the vehicle, right? So you can be the deliverer of that. You can highlight something that maybe you haven't seen before, a YouTube video, and be like, well, have you seen this yet? And that way you're not the one who's necessarily having to actually go ahead and create the funny content. You can just be the sharer of it and use it as a uh, drop instead of, you know, your company's white paper, which is probably made by a marketing team who uh, don't know as much as the person that you could be sharing from. Yeah. And, you know, targeted humor is more effective than humor as a collective. I think there's like the spear in the net concept here all around. There's universal humor that you can throw out that pulls people towards you. And then mm -hmm. there's relevant and targeted humor that you throw a spear instead of a net. And this is, I think, a great way to think about how you're drawing people in, sifting through those people, and then having something at the ready that's relevant to them that's funny. I want to give some great examples here. Before we do, I'm going to launch this other question. What's your humor strategy? That's what I want to know from you right now. If you're currently leveraging humor, uh, and if you're not, just put the word not in the chat. Uh, all right, let's talk about this one. First of all, uh, 
this this kind of had me giggle a little bit when I read it. What was the context here? How did it work? What was the aim? Yeah, so this is a cold email. Um, I've changed the name to someone who I trust a little bit more than the, the cold prospect to send it to. Um, but uh, the idea here is that this is just basically a first touch cold, cold email. What you can do is a second touch if you're worried about spam and stuff, but the deliverability of this was pretty good. Um, but the idea is that the subject line says replies, coaching, toothpaste. So there's three words in the, in the subject line. And they're like, okay, replies, coaching, toupees, what? So that's a bit of curiosity to try to get them to open, but then how do you pay off toupees in a subject line, right? So then I went into the context of like, hey, Saad, looks like you're managing a team of 12 BR, BDRs. I imagine that must be a lot of coaching. We made an observation about Saad, it's still relevant. If you were only coaching one email per seller a week, that's probably half a day of work. Even managers who have less sellers are pulling out their hair, the coaching isn't sticking. And then I've got a gift here from Brooklyn 29 of someone ripping off their toupee. Um, because of the, the pulling out the head that the coaching isn't sticking. So I'm paying off the subject line as the rule of three. And then by putting my email coach in the reps inbox, like um, Sendosa was able to improve the reps writing without consuming hours of leadership's time. And then I come through the solution. Does this seem interesting? So just the little gift thing will make this different from probably every other email that received today. Um, it was a good email even without the gift, but the extra little bit of creativity and humor, one, allowed me to do a cool subject line, but two, uh, just a little bit more of a pattern interrupt. And these days, pattern interrupts all the thing because AI, is trained on patterns. So uh, if you can interrupt the pattern, then you're doing something that AI can't. I like that. And, you know, AI, a huge talking point right now. I see a lot of questions, some questions in the in the uh, chat. Throw them in the Q&A. We're going to leave time for a couple of questions at the end. Let's look at some of these poll results right here. I'm just still quit. Yeah, me too. Um. <laughs> I tell a lot of jokes on calls. I like that. You know, hey. I'm just awkward. Awkward is good. Sometimes not, it's not always a bad thing. So we appreciate you guys taking a part in the questions that we ask you. Uh, thank you so much for that. Great stuff. Let's look at one more example. We've got a few to roll through here. I want to give the context for everybody so they can see how this works. Talk about this one. What was the context? How did it work? Yeah, this was a TikTok video. I'm a TikTok creator. Um, and I went ahead and I was being drag, druggled, dragged, dragged, I had a prospect who was kind of ghosting me at the finish line and I'd send them a few emails, send them a few voicemails, tried to call them a few times, hit them on LinkedIn, text their mum, you know, all that stuff, right? Um, and uh, so what I did was I was thinking, oh, this is this relatable moment and I make a lot of relatable sales content. So I went ahead and filmed a video of me leaving just another voicemail where I was like, oh, hey, Adam, it's Will again. <laughs> uh, just seeing if you saw any of my 19 texts, 27 emails, or, or, or got any of my past five voicemails. Anyway, so it's just meant to be that relatable thing that's funny for sellers. I then actually went ahead and sent that TikTok to Adam, who was a real prospect, um, and he replied to us. <laughs> Sorry, man, but like, instead of actually leaving that voicemail, I actually made a joke out of myself, like, oh, I'm following up like a bunch, um, but in a way that I was making fun of myself and not putting the pressure or like, uh, what's the word, like kind of guilting him I made him, I was the, the, the butt of the joke, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I'm happy to be every day, you know, right. I'm in right. my house. So, so well, I did that. I, but. I, I too am the butt of many jokes in my house. So I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, so, so actually, uh, Ro, you bring a great point to the conversation here, images and links and things like what we're showing here often end up in spam. That's true. No one is suggesting that you send these directly via email, although mm -hmm. that is one channel. You can send any and all of this stuff in a dm you can send it in an email although i find in-mail to be a little less effective these days uh you know there's probably a lot of channels that you can do this with that is not email 
in addition, I see like an inception possibility here. I thought, I think it would have been great if your TikTok would have been the actual message that you left him. Oh my God. Well, I would only message. have one take and most of them take the least two. All right. Oh, you take two. I was going to ask you, do you practice your jokes? Do you um, like, you know, come in swinging like, all right. It does depend. <laughs> it depends if I've thought out or not where it's coming from. Uh, my most popular video of all time was actually just one take, uh, which felt good. And I think it came through. But sometimes you star over your words and, you know, it's, it's faster to re-record than put out to yeah. English, so. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, you, so first of all, for those of you that follow me, you might know that I once worked for Buffalo Wild Wings and I have gotten the blazing sauce in my eyes before. You don't want mm. this in your life, I assure you. Talk to me about how the blazing wings video that you've got here helped you win a deal. This isn't me. I wanted to highlight some other crazy who weren't just me. Oh, so okay. I'm just my boat too much. We do that enough. That's why I have to make fun of myself. Just, you know, take, keep my ego in check. This is actually one of the probably more prominent examples of career video outreach. In this case, this was a prospecting video to the company Buffalo Wild Wings. Can't remember the name of the gentleman in the video, but he was selling software. And instead of just recording a normal prospecting video, he ate some of the spiciest hot, uh, hot wings while recording the video. Now, that's not scalable. Let's be real. Um, not everything that needs to be scalable. I imagine Buffalo Wild Wings was the key account, or maybe he was really close to a Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, and also, let's be honest, you couldn't deal with that ring sting every single day. Yeah. So you can't do this for every prospect. But if you have someone who you really want to meet with, these creative videos you can go and make a really prominent. Another creator that I'll highlight who does this really well is a guy called Ryan Scalera. Back when he was selling for Dooley, and prior to that, I think he was working for Keenan over a, a sales guy, Gap Selling. He was recording these cover songs and putting them on LinkedIn publicly for everyone to see. Yep. And not only would that book means with the people you're trying to get to, but also all these other prospects would see it and be like, oh my gosh, let me let, let me talk to this guy. He's hilarious. So you can do these more high lift ones. I would really reserve that for top of the line accounts or if you only have like five prospects. Yeah, you know, you want to be sparing with this type of stuff. It is tough to scale this type of personalization. Humor, especially relative humor, takes a little time to come up with. Uh, I had a friend that used to prospect into pizza places and other fast food establishments. So when he was reaching out to pizza places, he would put a Donatello head on and he would do all his videos as one of the Ninja Turtles, you know, and he would have like their pizza box, you know, like it was, it was a really creative way to grab their attention. And he did really well that way. I have another example here, and then we're going to answer some questions. Throw your questions in the Q&A for Will, or if you like, throw your go-to jokes in the Q&A and Will will tell you if it's funny or not. Okay. <laughs> no pressure, Will. Oh, that's that's harsh. Um, Let's talk yeah. about GIFs or GIFs. Don't skewer me if you say it one way or the other. GIFs and GIFs are so... Uh, I, yeah, I, I see GIF, um, but so I'm probably wrong. Someone on TikTok told me I was. They're probably the easiest way to just spice up your prospecting. And someone said earlier, oh, well, you can't include GIFs in, in emails because it said you'd spam. It can if you sent your clip in the first email, but generally that first email lands in the inbox, any follow-ups, that's where I would normally use a vidyard or a GIF or an image or a piece of content. Because once you're in the inbox for that thread of emails, you're going to be okay. Yeah. So maybe not in that first email or a new thread, but if you're applying to an existing email in the same thread, then GIFs are a fair place. So this one, I might include that in a breakup email for prospecting outbound. Now, breakup emails are a little bit corny. I like to put the blame again on myself and just be like, hey, reaching out because I saw this about you. Um, I'm going to assume that my timing's off. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, if not, uh, but for the time being, I'll just get out of your inbox. And I might just include this gif as a little extra spice to, to make yeah. him go, oh, you know, what seems like an alright guy. Maybe I, maybe I should have read his past 27 emails before, you know, this one. Uh, I, but yeah, that's just another easy way, right? 
I think this is a great example of that universal humor that we talked about. You know, you see Adele with the with the the gif there, and your the the song plays in your brain. It's a familiarity that you're playing on. Mm. No, it it's memorable as well. Now you've got Adele, um, hello, stuck in your head for the rest of the day. I'm sorry for everyone, uh, but it's there. The visual elements of these, the storytelling, even like the uh, the 1993 Aladdin, Will Aiken was conceived. That that will stick with them. They'll they, make you almost unforgettable. And if they've got five other vendors who they're reviewing, or they've got 20 million sales reps reaching out to them right now, you're just doing that extra little piece of work to be the one that they think about even now, or when they make a decision, or when they actually do come back around and start looking. So um, that's the, all those things being memorable in sales is just a lead because it, it is an advantage. If you are the one you said to me, if you if they've seen five demos today and you're the only one that got them to laugh, that's the one that they're going to remember most. Exactly. And if you're the only one who wears horrible tacky shirts, it's cool pe peacocking, James. All right. Closes deals. All right. I don't know how you chose that out of your closet today, but I'm not going to judge you for I've it. I've got totally more of that for the next four <laughs> sell better webinars I do of you. Uh, that's it. It's going to be those shirts every time. I'm going to hold you to it. This question comes from Amanda right here. When it comes to your funny content, the way you display humor on social, do you have a cadence that you're running? Are you scheduled out for this content or does it just come to you in the moment and then you spend a few minutes putting it together? Yeah, I wish I had a cadence. I'd probably be living a less stressful life. But no, normally I'm just going to like, what should I make today? Uh, I have a list of ideas. So generally um, I, I journal a lot. So when I see something funny, whether it be in a movie, um, I watched James Bond on the film on the on the plane the other day, and then I made a meme last week about like spoilers for anyone who hasn't watched No Time to Die. No, actually, I won't spoil it. But if you go on my profile, you'll see what I'm talking about. I just made this thing because I was like, ah, oh, you know, this is like so epic. But like, imagine if it was just something funny, like relatable. So like, sometimes there's like moments like that. But I, I journal a lot, so I just write down when I see something funny, relatable, or if I learn something because I also like to mix in some educational stuff in there, just so I don't become. Um, I don't lose my credibility of well of, of little of which i do have <laughs> yeah well when you're as self-deprecating as yourself credibility can sometimes be a fickle thing i'll mm. tell you a joke there are three brothers each one of them talking about the gift they got for their mother for her birthday the first brother says i got mom a new car and the second brother says oh yeah i got mom a new house and the third brother says well you know how mom likes to read but she can't see the words so i got her this parrot that will recite to her the Bible, the word that she reads so the 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 book she reads the most. A couple weeks go by, and a letter comes to all three brothers. And the letter reads, "Larry, your gift was too big. The house is unmanageable. I can't do it. Jonathan, the car you got is too small. I can't fit in it. But Jerry, your gift was my favorite." The chicken was delicious. Will, <laughs> tell people how they can connect with you. Where would they go? Why would they do that? <clears throat> yeah, LinkedIn, TikTok, uh, Twitter sometimes if I'm feeling daring. That's where I get really unhinged. Um, yeah, those are all the best places to look for me. Do, do, should, we do a, should we do a sales related joke? I only know two. Go for it. What do you call the, uh, the, the, the best sales rep at the funeral home? At the, oh, I don't know. The top earner. Oh, oh, oh man, come on, dude. Want one more? We got more. Yeah, you got it. Why doesn't you can see I'm a Star Wars fan based on the Lego and lightsabers? Why doesn't Darth Vader hire stormtroopers to do his business development? I don't know why. Because they're always missing their targets. 
they are terrible shots. I they, just want to say they're yeah, terrible that's shots. Any, that's a Star Wars sales call. There's not many of those, right? That's like right in the middle of the two things they talk about most Star Wars and sales. So that was my <laughs> best favorite. That's pretty good. We have a, time for a final thought. If you had somebody leaving this show thinking about one thing that's going to help them to strike that funny bone with their prospects and really start getting more creative, what's it going to be? A lot of people are afraid of humor because it's risky, right? Believe it or not, just cold calling anyone's pretty risky. They could they could just lose that crap of you just for calling them or sending them an email. Like, where'd you get me an email, you know? So why not like take the risk in style, you know? Sure, it's not going to be funny to everyone, but generally what I've seen with these things is it's it's so breaking of the pattern that so few do it that you will stand out and the people who reply are going to be like, yeah, funniest email I ever got, nice one. And yeah. that not only sets you up to book a meeting, what happens after that? You know, what happened? Are they more likely to buy because you've absolutely delighted them with your cold outbound messaging? Like, can you imagine someone being delighted to receive a cold call or email because they found it entertaining, creative? That sets you up for a really good conversation leading into the rest of your sales cycle as well. So, um, well, I can agree with you, uh, but I will say be cautious, be diligent about your testing environment, make sure mm -hmm. that you know it's funny and not offensive. Send it to me first. Um, Send it to Will first. He'll tell you if it's funny. Make sure you follow us on social. Follow us on YouTube. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We want to thank you for spending your week, your day, your Friday afternoon with us. We are going to have a great weekend. We hope you do too. Remember to check out everything that Sell Better is doing because our entire life revolves around helping you to be the best possible salesperson. Thank you so much for having a great time with us today, and we will see you next week. Go get them, everybody.